listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. We have been talking a lot about birthing promises and the tension that happens and the pressing that happens in transition before a promise is birthed. So today I want to continue that theme and talk about travail and travailing prayer. Have you ever heard the term travail or travailing prayer? Basically, travailing prayer is the prayer that happens when the words have run out and your emotions and heart and soul connect with the emotions and heart of God. And when travail happens, it's groanings. It's the things that we cannot utter in words. So have you ever gotten to a point where you've been praying? Maybe you've been praying for something for a long time. Maybe you haven't fully run out of words, but in that moment, you can't even speak words to pray. Instead, it just comes out as a cry or a wail or a groan and in tears. That is what travailing prayer looks like. Travailing prayer can actually feel like labor. It can feel like there is something inside of you that needs to be birthed. And those groans that come out can feel like pushing and birthing. We see an example of travailing prayer in the Bible when we hear the story of Hannah. There are a number of examples in the Bible, and I'm going to name a few, but I wanted to highlight this story. Yesterday, I was watching church at Harvest Church in Turlock, California, and my mentor, Jennifer Evaz, was preaching, and she shared the story of Hannah. And I just thought, you know, it'd be really great to talk about travail and what that looks like, because I know that there are a lot of people who've been praying and pressing for so long, and some of you may have gotten to a point where you've run out of words, at least on some days, and all you can do is cry and wail and groan. That's the only thing that comes out when you try to pray at times. That is travail. So I just want to share this little bit of this story about Hannah and give an example of travailing prayer here. So the story of Hannah is about Hannah and her husband Elkanah, and she was unable to conceive children. She hadn't been able to conceive, so Elkanah brought another wife into this marriage so that he could have children, because back in the days that the Bible was written, it was a very, very big deal if people couldn't conceive, because that was your wealth, and people were actually looked down upon if they couldn't conceive. So Elkanah brought another woman into the marriage, Penina, and Penina could have children, but Hannah couldn't. Well, the craziest part about this story is actually that it says God had closed up Hannah's womb. Now we find out why that might be later. Hannah had done nothing wrong, but Hannah had a very big promise to birth, and God needed her to be prepared to give it all back to him. But in this story, Hannah 
had to watch her husband be with another woman. She had to watch that other woman conceive children when she herself had not been able to. And her husband loved her. Her husband loved her the most. At least that's what is implied in the story. He always gave her a double portion of gifts and food. But she wasn't able to conceive. And she had every ability to get bitter, to stop praying, to be angry with God. Because not only was this other woman able to conceive, but that other woman rubbed it in her face. That other woman was nasty and mean to her. Instead of turning away from God, Hannah turned to God. And every year when they went on this prayer trek to the temple, Hannah would go in and she would pray for her baby. And this one particular year, she had no words left. She got to this point of travailing. So this story of Hannah is in 1 Samuel chapter 1, and it's the entire chapter 1 that is Hannah's story, and then it actually continues in chapter 2. But I'm going to start us off here in 1 Samuel 1.9, and this is titled Hannah's Prayer for a Son. Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, will you look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, and then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime, and as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. Seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded? Throw away your wine." Oh no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. And in verse 17 and 18, it says, In that case, Eli said, Go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again. She was no longer sad. So this is what travail looks like. It says that she prayed those words, but it says, seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound. So to Eli, all he saw was Hannah's lips moving and she was crying bitterly. It says above that she was crying bitterly and she replied to him and said, no, No, I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. That is what travail looks like. It's praying out of this place of great anguish and sorrow. It's praying from almost a guttural place. And Hannah, in that, was birthing her promise It had been years that she had not been able to conceive. It had been years of praying. But in that moment, she couldn't even get the words out. All she could do was cry out to the Lord in anguish and sorrow. But God knew that she was ready to give her son over to him. Well, 
Shortly after that, it says that God remembered Hannah and she conceived a son, Samuel, and she did dedicate Samuel to the Lord. Well, Samuel was a prophet. So she had a prophet in her that needed to be birthed. And God had to get her to that place of being willing to give Samuel completely back to God for that promise to come to pass. And he opened her womb fully. But she had that birthing where she was in deep anguish and sorrow, crying out to the Lord, praying out of that deep anguish and sorrow. And in that, she was birthing her promise. It says in chapter 2, at the beginning of the chapter, after her son has been born, it says Hannah's prayer of praise. My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. It continues on from there. It's basically a prayer of praise, but it also talks about how God brought her enemies low and lifted her up. How God brought the woman who had so many children but taunted her down and lifted her up and gave her many children. And it goes on to just praise God's faithfulness and how he deals with the wicked, but he protects his faithful ones. So what you can expect at the end of travail is victory. Now, it might not come immediately the way Hannah's did. Of course, it didn't come immediately. She still had to get pregnant with and birth a baby. But her answer came pretty immediately after that. But it was years of prayer leading up to that. But travailing prayer is usually that last push to breakthrough. It is compared to labor. It says in Romans 8.22, For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. It says in Galatians 4.19, My children with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you. In John 16.21, it says, Whenever a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that a child has born into the world. So there is a time of pain in this labor and this pressing for promise. But when the child comes, we no longer remember the anguish because the joy The joy is so great of what we have birthed. We also see in Romans 8, 26 to 27, as it talks about praying in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that's really what's happening when we're travailing. We've run out of words and the Holy Spirit is interceding for us. And it says in Romans 8, 26 to 27, in the same way, the Spirit, Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So there it describes this as wordless groans. That is also travail. It also says in Isaiah 66 and 9, 
Do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery, says the Lord? Do I close up the womb when I bring to delivery? No, he doesn't. God promises that when we go into birthing, that when it becomes that time of labor and transition, there will be a baby born. So I just wanted to share this with you today to encourage you that you might be at that place where you have run out of words to pray. You might be at a place where you have prayed for so long and you don't know what to pray anymore. You don't know what words to pray. You are at the end of yourself and you feel weak. Well, that is when the Holy Spirit intercedes for you through tears and groanings by the Spirit. That is when travail happens. That's when the birthing happens. Those tears that you've cried, the anguish that you have called out to God in, even without words, the groanings and the wails and the cries to the Lord. That is travail. And he has heard those cries. And he will bring a birthing out of the travail. So keep standing for the will of God. Keep standing for the promises of God for your life. Keep pressing. He hears even our travailing prayers. And take heart because travail may last for a night. Weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And God does bring the birthing. And just as he promises to bring the birthing, he also says in John 16, 21, like we already said, whenever a woman is in labor, she is in pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that a child has been born into the world. There is great joy at the end of your travail. So maybe you haven't felt like you've been praying and you haven't known how to show up. Maybe you have felt weak. Maybe you've been embarrassed to share that with someone, but I just want to encourage you that this is God, the one God who collects tears, our tears in his bottles and pours out answers to us. And he hears your travail. Even when you don't have words, cry out to the Lord. Let those travailing prayers push your promise into reality. And know that the anguish of that travail will not last forever because that baby will be born. And when that baby is born, there will be so much joy you will not even remember how much it hurt in the labor process. So I hope that encourages you today. I know there are a lot of people that have been pressing and pressing and pressing for promises from God. Just know that God hears every prayer, even the ones that come out in groans and tears, and that is the Holy Spirit within you interceding on your behalf. Jennifer Evaz, my mentor, says that usually travailing prayer is the last prayer to come before breakthrough. Now, I don't want to say that that is the rule of thumb because sometimes there's travail and prayers with words and then back into travail because sometimes we have some things to birth in the process along the way. But travail intensifies as the promise is closer. Labor intensifies as the baby is closer. So just trust that if that 
has intensified. And if you are to that place of travail, it means your promise is closer and just keep pressing into God for he is faithful and he does not bring the moment of birthing without delivery. I hope that encourages you today. I bless you for this week ahead. God bless you. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great week. Where do you begin?